Radio show keeping you current on the interests of the people, places, and politics in the city of Peachtree Corners. Be inspired, stay current, and be informed. Visit our website, peachtreecornerslife.com, for ways to listen to our broadcast live every week or download our podcast from iTunes. Hey everyone, this is Rico Figliolini. I'm host of Peachtree Corners Life here in the heart of Peachtree Corners. Uh, and every week we do this. Sometimes we do it three times in one day, like I did last week. We had a guest at noon. I had a Skype uh, interview at two. And then uh, another candidate for Gwinnett Superior Court judge that evening. So that was fun. <laughs> and tonight we have uh, another uh, fun guest, uh, Tracy Mason, who I've known. I can't say I've known you for so long, but I, but I know you from back when I was on the Planning Commission. Right. And so Tracy... Uh, un, unlike Tracy Case and another candidate for Superior mm-hmm. Court judge, but on another seat, uh, is running for uh, judge, Gwinnett Superior Court judge. Right. And uh, she's running uh, for the seat that's being vacated. There's several being vacated, but Judge Tom Davis is the seat you're running for. Exactly. And you have, you're one of actually five candidates running for this seat. There's a crowd. Yeah, there is. I mean, there's a crowd, there's a party sometimes. But <laughs> but tonight's our party. We're going to talk a bit about Tracy. We're going to uh, understand a little bit about why why you choose to run. This is actually the second time you're running because you ran once back in 2012. Yes. Um, and, uh, and now, just as back then, it was a seat, I think, that was being vacated as well. That was being vacated by uh, Judge Dawson Jackson. Dawson, that was right. it. So um, this is cool. Tell us, you know, there's so much about you. I mean, every every candidate has been different. Everyone has different strengths. Right. Um, you're the only candidate, actually, that I know of that has some judicial experience. That's correct. With the municipal uh, judgeship for the city of Duluth for three years. Correct. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell, you know, the audience here the you know a bit about Tracy Mason. Well, if I start at the beginning, yeah, yeah. I have to cover 50, 56 years. I don't know how much time you have. But uh-huh. in the beginning, I was born in Gwinnett County. Right. You're yeah. a Gwinnettian. That's yes. hard to believe, isn't it? Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, we all love Gwinnett. You know, everybody that comes here, that's one of the reasons I ran, to keep Gwinnett great. Because I do believe it's one of the best places in the world to live. My father used to travel with the Ports Authority. He died on a trade mission for the state of Georgia with the Ports Authority in Sao Paulo, Brazil. How did he die? He had, he fell, and he was on Coumadin. Oh, and wow. it started a bleed in his head. So we went down there. He went into a coma, and we were there for a week. We brought a surgeon down, and, and you know, wow. the medicine is very different there. It's nationalized. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, the nicest people, such caring people, but they didn't have a lot of experience mm-hmm. with head trauma, you know, and their experience was very dated. Some yeah. of the um, surgeons were American-trained, but their training yeah. had kind of stopped at the time. Yeah. So they operated, and they couldn't stop the bleed, brought him back here, yeah. and yeah, he died in a coma three weeks later. And I can yeah. talk about it now because it's been 20 years next right. month. Right. Wow. So, um, But he would come home from all his travels with uh-huh. the Ports Authority, and I have to say this quickly because I'm very proud. Yeah. They just named the Ports Facility, the Intermodal Transport Facility mm-hmm. in Savannah after him. Well, they named it wow. several years okay. ago, but they just expanded it. And we've got, if people aren't aware of what's happening with the ports, it is a huge engine that fuels, you know, the Georgia economy. They they were, weren't they deepening the, uh, yeah, when the I, harbor? Before he died, I remember right. him telling me about, um, we got to dredge out the Savannah River, right. you know, they're widening the Panama Canal, bigger boats are coming through. Right. If we're not able to handle them, you know, with the capacity of the river. They'll go somewhere else. Charleston or Jacksonville, yeah. and we're one. Of, I think we're the third largest port in the United States. The third largest. I'm pretty, pretty sure. Wow. You know, okay. yeah. I just went down for the groundbreaking because they've expanded the rail facility, so they take those containers off the ships mm-hmm. uh, in Jack. I mean, in uh, Savannah, and they either put them on a 
track, you know, these big 18-wheelers, put them on an 18-wheeler that they bring up through the roads, or they put them on a rail, on the, in the rail system. There's actually a rail being laid, and they've laid more rail, and they're going to be able to handle half a million more containers by rail. Going where? They go to, they feed the Midwest. Uh, a oh. lot of them go to St. Louis and Chicago, okay. and um, we're going to, supposedly it's going to take 200,000 trucks off the road, which is good news for me because they, I think I get in their way. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we end up with autonomous vehicles, we may not have to worry about it right. too much. Right? Exactly. That's so that cool. point was he would come home mm. and he would, you know, I'd ask about where you're traveling. He'd always say, you know, it was great. I love the people and describe it. But he said, I'm always glad to get home because you don't know we live in the best place in the world. <laughs> he used to say, and he was born and raised here too. Right. So we're biased. Right. Yeah, I haven't met too many people born and stayed and raised in Gwinnett County. Well, you know, my girls left. We we discussed that, yeah. both of my daughters. Mm-hmm. They went, uh, I let I, them go to school out of state. And they never come back. Well, I, well almost, that, never, almost, almost never come never. back. <laughs> but I did mention to you that my youngest daughter is coming back to go to grad school at right. Georgia. And one of the things that attracts them now about Gwinnett County is all the diversity. You know, I don't think if we were, yeah. they would consider it boring if we were, had not become the melting pot that we've become. But Isn't that interesting? We are a melting pot. Yes. At least Gwinnett County with 60% minority. Exactly. Almost 60% minority population. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how, because I remember moving here in 95, it wasn't quite like that. Much like know? that. Yeah, much. And yeah. it's the demographics have changed. We talked a bit about that before mm-hmm. this too with regard to elections and such. Right. But um, it is, uh, Gwinnett County still has challenges. Sure. uh, Everywhere does. Right. And and judges are no different. No. Whether you're municipal. So tell us your experience on the, you know, what type of work do you do? What type of work did you do in the municipal court and what type of work do you do now? You know, in municipal court, I handled... um, mostly criminal cases. Mm-hmm. You know, they would deal with traffic tickets coming through the city of Duluth, but also I handled the uh, code compliance issues. You know, you, you're familiar with that, being on the planning commission. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so those were the two areas. And, and those are characterized as criminal issues. Uh, and that's oh, really? probably okay. the extent or the majority of my criminal experience because mm-hmm. the, the majority of my experience is in the civil arena of law right for a while tracy would when i was on gwinnett county planning commission i would see tracy in front of the commission mm-hmm. as well as the eventually the council mm-hmm. um not the council the um, county commission, commission. Mm-hmm. and um you know bringing forward rezonings special use permits mm-hmm. all sorts of things lo- along those lines um so part of what you do now too is is uh to a degree mediation a lot of mediation right i probably i probably I became certified in the year 2000, and I have, I've done two to three. This week I have five mediations, one every day. Yeah, and they're all civil, and okay. a lot of them are domestic. So okay. I think it gives me an unbelievable window into people's lives, and it's such a lesson in the human condition. And, you know, you know the lawyers, you see their, you know, mm-hmm. the games, and, and you know, it's been, been fascinating. And some of the people you've helped, it's not just within the case. You might, they, I mean, those cases could go on for a couple of years, so you're sort of attached to it for a while. Well, now. with mediations, you know, they're, yeah. they're contained in a day because they're really settlement conferences. Okay. With the guardian ad litem work that I do Which is, right. is where, uh, you know, the, in, in a divorce case, if children are involved, oftentimes custody is at issue. And if it is at issue, you know, if the parents are fighting over who's going to get custody of the children, a lot of times the courts and sometimes the attorneys request that mm-hmm. a third attorney be brought into the case to represent the best interest of the children. And I've done that since probably around 2000. Before 2000, I worked for a firm called Anderson, Davidson & Tate. Right. So how does that feel? I mean, you're your guardian. You have two of your own kids who are, yes. are grown up. Mm-hmm. Um, but how does that feel then having to be responsible for a child's life mm-hmm. that may very well affect the rest of their life, exactly. depending on how you're handling it? Well, what concerns me and why I really think people need hands-on experience with those decisions, and I've been ma- making recommendations about custody and visitation to judges for almost 20 years, um, is that the children that I've seen, you know, 20 years ago, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it the foundation of their world has been shaken because their parents are divorcing. And right. it is a grave matter. But over the years, 
I don't, you know, I don't know why, but um, their reaction to it has become more concerning because I have girls who are self-harming, who are, mm. you know, cutting. I have children who are in psychiatric hospitals saying, if you make me go with this parent or that parent, you know, I'm going to kill myself. You know, it's wow. really... Do you find that, do you find that to be, I don't want to say the majority of cases, but do you find that to be, you know, that type of difficult situation with the child to be normal in in the cases you handle? Well, you have to understand that I don't see the cases where parents are are co-parenting and they've been able to settle their case. I don't see the cases, you know, where they've agreed to custody and who's going to have what time. I see the high conflict cases. You know, which is a, a I, I don't know that I've ever heard a percentage, but it's mm-hmm. the folks who cannot um, So that could be tough for you, it. too. I mean, that's just for the kids, but you're not only dealing with one child. Mm-hmm. It's almost like having a, a family with 20 kids that are all having issues yeah. at the same time, almost. Right. It, it yeah, they're, like I said, I'm on blood pressure medication. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. But um, it's important work. I remember when I yeah. when my children were growing up, and I would describe for them in general the situation. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'd like to hear what their take on it was mm-hmm. because they're children of divorce, too. I've been through a divorce. You know, and how how they thought about it and looked at, at it, um, they remember that. Do they? And my youngest daughter now works for Covenant House. You which know, where which she, is? It's, um, it's, a, it's national, mm-hmm. but it's a uh, nonprofit where they provide housing for at-risk adults. Okay. You know, and they gradually um, assimilate them back into society. They help them. You know, they'll start with a housing there. A lot of times they have children, Mm -hmm. you know. She's got a lot of little kids that we FaceTime with. They know me. Caitlin's mom. (laughs) And um, they eventually help them find housing and and wean them off the public support so that they're, yeah, part of the, they can take care of themselves, gives them financial, you know, uh, education. But, yeah, my kids even are like... They remember that, and it's it's just a significant thing that I do. Anything you do for people is significant, but it, that always sticks with you. I, I think the fact that your kids remember that mm-hmm. probably you know shows well on you on the fact that you know you were concerned enough to bring it home with you like that that yeah. they were, that deep felt that way maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, and, the, and we were talking about how the cases in uh, Gwinnett County uh, for Gwinnett Superior Court. Um, you know, two-thirds of it could be domestic. Well, two-thirds are civil. Civil. And then half it. of the civil cases are domestic okay. or related to divorce. So a third of it could be criminal based, and based on... Criminal. And that's based on 2017 numbers. Right. I got those numbers from the administrative office of the courts. So your experience um, would be helpful in the in the system, it seems. Yeah. Right? Um, I mean, I, it's hard to make those decisions, and I've been making those recommendations. You're not always popular. You know, if you if you recommend custody or primary custody for one mm-hmm. parent, you're not always popular with the other parent. But I try to do it in a an even-handed and a caring way. And I think I mentioned to you that in the Grayson Day Parade, mm-hmm. I had several of those children come back from past cases and walk with me in the parade. And one of the um, one of the fathers who brought the children was not one of the, pa- the parent that I made a recommendation in favor of. Really, I mean. Or maybe, yeah, or, um, I mean, he just was not the primary physical custodian, but he agreed with my recommendation and brought the kids back, and it was good to see them. Wow, nice. It's good to see the kids after a while, I guess. Oh, gosh. I told you, some of them came up and said, you don't know how much I appreciate what you did for me, and, you know, that that makes you want to keep helping. You know, I can reach, I have five or six cases now, mm-hmm. in my mind, if there were 23,000 cases in Gwinnett last year, and half of them were civil, so we're at 11,500, and right. half of those were domestic, you're at six or 7,000 right. domestic cases, and a lot of those are custody cases, and we've got um, 11, I'm thinking, courtrooms. You know, I can reach 1,000 people as opposed to my four or five, well, I probably do 20 a year. A year. You know, a I year. can make a difference in those kids. It sounds like overwhelming odds against the judge to be able to do anything, you know, right, not anything right, but to be able to give enough time Mm -hmm. to do the right decisions. A lot of those cases settle. Right. We talked about that, Mm -hmm. especially the criminal cases. A lot of them may plea out and stuff. I hear 90%. 
90%. I mean, no one wants to take that chance of getting incarcerated. So you do plead, or at least getting incarcerated for less time maybe than, than you could otherwise. If It's a gamble if you don't take the plea. Yeah, because the judge is going to throw, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's an interesting... You don't interesting, know what you'll get. Right. So it's like playing the odds, mm -hmm. right? Um, but, okay, so guardian ad, ad litem is yes. one. But being a special master is, is something else also. So explain that because that's what you do also. I, think, I right? do. And that's um, in specialized cases like special real estate cases. The law provides that the judges can appoint an attorney who will make a decision in the case. Mm -hmm. And I can give the example of condemnation cases. Right. They will appoint an attorney that holds a hearing and hears the evidence and makes uh, a decision, you know, files a document with the court with the decision, and if the parties can't agree to that decision, they'll ap appeal it to the Superior Court judge. But a lot of people, you know, won't. So that yeah. helps move the system in. But from the point of view of a candidate, you know, I feel like I've been making those decisions that a Superior Court judge may have to make already through the guardian work, through special master work, right. you know, as a Duluth... Now, and the special master's judge. deals not just with con condemnation, but we talked about quiet title. Quiet title. Which I don't know what mm -hmm. that was. I explained that a little bit. Because that's not... Condemnation is government coming in to mm -hmm. condemn property. Right. But quiet title... Is where you have... Um, a lot of times it's an individual who... Or maybe competing individuals who have a question as to whether or not they've got good title to property. So you right. go in and hear the case. And there are a lot of different situations where that could be involved. It's funny. I was um, When I was on the Planning Commission, I remember there was a uh, condemnation. I think it was about 18,000 acres oh, wow. uh, uh, for park property, actually. Yeah. Do you remember that Tribble Mill or not Tribble Mill? No, it was which Collins Hill and Old Peachtree where they put in the old horse farm. Yeah. They, they made it a park. I forget the name of the park. Paula Hastings worked on that before she was on the planning commission. Yeah. They, they decided to condemn it. I think the property owner fought it. Mm -hmm. But the interesting part to me later was that in, in that type of con condemnation back then is that um, whereas if you sold the property, you have to roll that money within six months back then mm -hmm. to a new property. With condemnation, you actually had two years to reinvest that money, mm -hmm. which was you know, a benefit to a degree for that person. Mm -hmm. But that was the only experience I had with that. Of course, you know, as somewhat of a Republican, I am. We can't talk about politics here, per se, because, right, nonpartisan race. It is a nonpartisan right? race. So I've, I've gone through this with two other candidates on my mm -hmm. show. So we can't really talk about issues. So we talk about personal experience, passionate experience, the, the work experience you've had, mm -hmm. what you want to do in the future. Um, but, you know, as a, as a Republican, Democrat, whatever you want to call me, because I go both ways, uh, it depends on how I feel on certain subjects. Um, condemnation, I thought, was not a bad idea. Um, but, you know, I can see how it could be for some people. Uh, public good is always mm -hmm. the way I look at things, as opposed to condemning a piece of property for private business. Well, and the issue is that people are paid, you know, fair. Correct. Fair market value. Mm -hmm. Real fair market. And that would, right. Some people think is fair market. Right. And that's a lot of times the issue. You know, you'll have a battle of the experts as to what is fair market value right. on a piece of property. So you have quite a bit of experience in civil cases. I'm old. <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't mean it that way. But you know, no, compared to other people, I mean, you know, the civil court and all that. I mean, you know, there's career prosecutors running. Mm -hmm. um, there's defenders running. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if any of them really have done. Uh, none of them have been a judicial judge, and yeah. I don't know how much any of them have done uh, civil work. Yeah, all nice people. Yes, absolutely. But I don't think they have. Well, at um, least the ones I've met. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, a lot of civil, if if any, civil experience. Yeah. So, I mean, every every one of them has their um, their strengths and weaknesses mm -hmm. and, and such. So, um, you know, one of the things that we had, you know, I have to point this out. You were I, I saw somewhere where you were with Renee Unterman. Yes. You grew up with her. Yeah, she yeah. played basketball for Burt Moore. Ah, and I played okay. basketball for South Gwinnett. Oh, wow. Rivalries, yeah. eh? Yeah. But you grew up together, I guess? We, well, what did, you know, quite, George, she was in Lilburn. I was in Snell. Okay. All right. And and she worked with your dad? She was in the legislature when he left okay. to go to Brazil, you know, on the trip with the Port Star. He wasn't actually in the legislature there, right. but they had he had been in the legislature, and she followed in the legislature. And so they would work together on some things, and she... 
tells the story that, um, you know how funny it is when you look back? Because after he passed away, she said, you know, he called me the week he was leaving just to see if there was anything that I needed while I was gone. And we talked. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like sometimes people have a premonition yeah. that something sounded. Because I had Brett Harrell I grew up with. You know, he's a in the house. Right. And, um in fact, the only race he ever lost was to me for eighth grade president. <laughs> That's Something a true to, story. Really, we're going to have, we're gonna have to keep telling him that. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, he spoke with like, a, a lot of people came up after he died and said, you know, he called me. We had the best conversation. Really? Yeah. And one of the regrets hmm. in my life is he came into my office right. um, before he left for Brazil. He came in on Thursday. He was leaving the next day. He said, come on, let's go to lunch. So I grabbed my purse, and I was getting ready to leave to go to lunch. And I looked over at my calendar, and I said, oh, Daddy, I got a closing at noon. He said, all right, that's okay. And I remember he just waved his hand and walked out, and that was the last time I ever saw him, you know, before he went in a coma. So I used to think... um, don't think bad of yourself for that. No, but I used to think, what would we have talked about? And what? Yeah. Would, and then, you know, finally, after you've healed from the mm-hmm. grief, you sure. know, I've said to myself, um, he knew I loved him, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew he loved me, and that's what's important. You know, we, we live that every day. I'm very fortunate to have had very good parents. You know, I, yeah, that's... That's tough like that. I, mean, I I lived down here since 95, so seeing my parents mm-hmm. very few times. You know, right. I, I would go up to New York maybe every, I don't even know, three, four years maybe. Right. They'd come down a couple of times. But nothing like my other siblings with my parents. They right. lived, Like my sister lived next door oh, yeah. to my parents. Mm-hmm. It was a whole different world for them. Exactly. They were caretakers. So, yeah. so I can appreciate a little bit of that. There's a little bit of regret. Yeah, a little bit. You know, you look back, but... You look at life and you want to be able to do more. I think most people want to be able to do more with their life, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And you're doing a great thing. I mean, I I love doing these podcasts, Mm -hmm. you know, rather than just doing the nine to five work that I do, which is social media marketing, video production, anything you guys need online. So this is an addition to all of that because I was going to interview you. Oh, look at you. (laughs) This is a passion. This is like, I don't go golfing. I tell my wife, this this is my golf. This is my game. So I love doing this once a week. Uh, it just gets me to meet interesting people. Exactly. Seeing other people that have a public service. Yeah, and this is this is cool. It just um, like your planning commission work was public. Service. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, and that was another one that was mm-hmm. uh, that that took time. And park authority when I was on it took oh, time yeah. too. That's important. So uh, but, great parks in Gwinnett. Yes, and I was very proud of that. You should I was be. Very we proud. all are. Patty Muse, I think, was the one that appointed me to the Parks Authority oh, at that wow. point. Bert Nasuti to the Planning Commission later. And I'm in front of Patty. I was already in front of Patty once this week in Recorders Court. Right, because she became a judge. With the code enforcement yeah. Yeah, issues with clients. So that was fun. You know, but the, the fact that you're out there doing this, doing the Guardian work doing these other things working with civil cases is very you know i mean you're touching lives that will be effective for the rest of their lives for decades to come uh, I you feel know, how so many people can say that to be able to do that i am so thankful yeah that i that i can that i can do that i stayed home for two years with my girls which is unbelievably important work and yeah. uh actually when they were two and three, I went back to law school. So I went back to law school. Well, I applied when they were two and three. I went back when they were three and four, and I'd been home with them well, you for went two back, years. Back to law school, or you went uh, back I started to back to school, okay. which okay. was law school at Georgia uh-huh. State. They have okay. a great program because they kind of cater, or at the time, to non-traditional students. Hmm. And I remember Macy was four and very articulate, and <laughs> she comes upstairs when I'm reading cases my first semester and says, "Mom." You shouldn't want to be a lawyer more than you love me. <laughs> <laughs> really? They'll do that to you, won't they? <laughs> the guilt trip, yes. Yeah. Spending too much time studying. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine, instead of telling your kids, are you back up? To-? My son does. Uh, he's like, Dad, I get straight A's and I don't study, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Until he gets like, to college and well, he's got to study. Or, or even high school. But a picnic with the IB program, it's pretty tough, though. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's great strenuous. Schools. So That drives Gwinnett's greatness. Yes, absolutely. He's going to Paul Duke in, in August, so he'll oh, be even more one hopefully my, driving his passion. One of my guardian kids, uh, I was so excited it changed her life. She got admitted to the STEM school, and it was in yes, the middle Gwinnett. of a horrible divorce. Oh, wow. And I think it was the, you know, the 
the brass ring that got her through it. And she came and walked in the parade with me, and she is doing, she sings. I remember she was singing and with her horse when I came up the first time I met her. I said, you have a beautiful voice. You know, you should get involved with your voice. Mm -hmm. And she joined the chorus there. (laughs) And so a little guidance doesn't hurt. Yeah. Especially not from a parent. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. A little more credibility. Yes, yes, yes. So you're campaigning out there regularly, it seems. So what's your typical week? What's your typical day? Well, you you know, I've always been involved in the community. You know, I've been. Yeah. So that's Mm -hmm. part of my life. And that's because my family's always been involved. And they have always taught me. That you've got to give something back. You know, you can't. And so not just at election time, obviously. No, that didn't start with elections. Yeah. You know, I've been, I helped legal aid. Um, I went with them to their first meeting with the library board to get their funding to come to Gwinnett County. Oh, okay. Or not come to Gwinnett County, but to expand in Gwinnett okay. County. Um, I've been on the Health and Human Services with Ellen Gerstein board. I've been yeah. on the Council for Quality Growth board. I've been on... Uh, right now, I'm on the board of Hope Clinic, and they do unbelievably important work by providing medical services for the unemployed. I mean, the uninsured and the underinsured. Right. I mean, unbelievable organization. In, in, in Gwinnett? In, in Gwinnett. Uh, but, you know, my sister's a doctor, and, and folks who can't afford her, you know, and a lot of doctors in the community will send um, send their patients to Hope Clinic. You know, especially okay. with mental Ill, it, mental illness and those issues, you know, those folks... We're not doing a good job covering their expenses, so they they need a, a resource like that. And we were talking a little bit about that earlier. We were talking about um, about the uh, mental illness and Gwinnett's separate track yes. for uh, court cases. Uh, so this way, um, people that might be affected by me- mental illness have committed crimes, possibly mm-hmm. don't go through the same system. Well, they'll start out the same way. Right. And if but, you can get a mental illness diagnosis or if you get an addiction diagnosis, mm-hmm. if you get an addiction diagnosis, you go through drug court. So you, you're you able to go on a separate track. Okay. And it's, th- these are great programs. You know, anytime I speak during this campaign, I try to promote it because what we're doing is getting at the heart of a person's problem, mm-hmm. you know, so we don't have such a resi- high recidivism rate where people are coming right. back into jail. And I've... I've attended some of those mental health court sessions just, you know, to get because I'm such a fan of it, um, get an idea of how, how it works. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they'll ask them to get treatment with a psychologist. They have a psychiatrist. they got to stay on the meds. They've got to report into court. They're weekly yeah. sessions. And by going through that, they're more likely to be able to function in society. And I had one mother of a schizophrenic child who was in his 40s and she said we have tried so many things the child was in his 40s yeah the child was in his 40s his mother was uh, not even a child okay right Right. no and no these people you know you get a diagnosis it can be for life yeah um and she said we've tried everything it took him two or three times through the system through the mental health court system Mm -hmm. but now he's on track you know he's got his own place Mm. you know he does some volunteer work um, and he's functioning in, in our community, and that's, that's positive. Yeah, that's that's tough. I mean, we've had um, uh, experience with uh, with people in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, As have we in yeah. my family. Yeah. Not not in my immediate family, right. necessarily, but yes, family that we've mm-hmm. we've uh, had to deal with. And you know, it's tough. And oh. if um, they, there's no support system, mm-hmm. then they just recycle right through it again. Right. You know, they end up a lot of times in jail on the streets. Yeah. You and I talked about deinstitutionalization in the 60s. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and now there's nowhere for them to go. No. I remember Giuliani giving one-way tickets to people when I lived in New York. Go to Bokum, you know, Hoboken, New Jersey, or go down to Florida. He would give right. them one-way tickets. At least that's the myth right. that, that was there. Maybe it might not have been so and much of a there's got to be a better way to manage that. I mean, we're we're suffering the consequences of not managing, right. you know, that in you know, a lot because, of different ways. Right, because it was easy to do it. Giuliani was go, was mayor of New York for those that yeah. down here that may not remember that. Although he's making history again with his stuff on with Trump, but we'll, we'll leave that one alone. Um, but there, so okay, so you know, the one thing I see, at least with two other candidates that, that I've I've um, interviewed, had the opportunity to interview, is that. Um, Three candidates, really. Uh, that everyone thinks along this, to to degree. Everyone's thinking along the same lines. 
to the degree that you want to be able to not just be a judge, say guilty or not guilty, but you want to be able to actually actually look at the underlying yeah. issues to be able to stop, stop the recidivism. It's a tough word. Yes, I hate that word. Um, but, um, you know, so I'm, I'm glad that there are good candidates out there. There are. Um, say your prayer for us that. all because it is tough. Yeah. Being a candidate and running a campaign, we've got almost a million people in the whole county. To yeah, cover. how do you even do that? Because you're like, there's five candidates in your race, right. and your district it takes in what part, what geography part? My Actually, district is the entire county. It is the entire yes, county. Okay, so it's a countywide that's race. Right. So, okay. Not all of them. Oh, wait. All of them? Yeah, state court yes, is, actually, is, Cape, it is, yes. uh, is countywide right. and superior right. is countywide. So you're all over the county then trying, or at least making sure that where you feel your votes are, you're there at least. Right? Well, and I'm keeping up my practice. You know, I have oh, right. people Heck, I'm you gotta, you gotta pay I'm bills. I'm mediated today. Yeah. <laughs> you have to pay bills too. That's right. I mean, I was at a yeah. Centerville Business Association this morning. I was at a Kiwanis at lunch, and then this afternoon I'm mediated. Save the best for last. They, well, they <laughs> stop. Come on. See, I was on Facebook and, and looking through your Facebook timeline. I was like, man, she's busy. Uh, <laughs> she's so, busy. Well, with my community involvement, I've always been busy. Yeah. I mean, the family is very important to me. I grew up in a close family, so my girls, you know, well, I could we, tell. I mean, right. uh, you know, the, the fact that one daughter is doing the uh, the Covenant House mm-hmm. and uh, the other daughter is in, actually she's an artist. Is an artist. Well, don't we? We all want to be artists. Yes, to, to, yes. to we have that artist in us that wants to come out. She got the artist in me, I think. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so that, that's fun. I mean, she probably uh, does a lot of. I saw actually you shared one of those pictures with me. She does beautiful and work. she unbelievable realism yeah. in that painting with yeah. Saran wrap. <laughs> Yeah. We won't talk about what it was, but right. but it was cool. It was like unbelievable. And she's been like, like that. Very talented. And and you know you can look back and when your children grow up, yeah, you look back over their lives and you start thinking, where did that come from? And yeah. my girls are thirteen months apart, and I think I told you I stayed home with them, uh-huh. and I would hold Caitlin because she was a baby, and Macy was you know not two years old, and so I would sit there with her, and while I'm holding Caitlin, I had to figure out something to do with Macy, and so I would have a pad of paper, and I would draw for her, and she didn't want me to just draw stick figures, draw a horse mom, draw a horse with his leg up going up a mountain. Really, mom? Yes, (laughs) and she never drew stick figures, you know, she she had an artistic flair, even her 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 kindergarten teacher says, Macy can draw things and make them look like they are isn't it that's a different part of the brain that's inspiring though yeah you know and yeah there was a girl that came her fourth grade she comes home and she says mom rainy is better than me at art and i said macy you're gonna see in your life there'll always be somebody better and Uh you may be better than other people Mm -hmm. she said you don't understand art is my life (laughs) how old was she nine (laughs) <laughs> Gotta love it when the nine-year-olds do that. Oh, the, yeah. the, yes, things are important in their lives. Oh, yeah. That was a baby. <laughs> so you know, I, you know, family and all that. You are a busy woman, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do if you have the opportunity with five of you running May twenty-second, and being that it's a nonpartisan race, right? No doubt, I got to believe that it's going to go to a runoff, right? With the top two people, who right. knows who that's going to be? I suspect you're right. You know, so and that's going to be, I think, thirty days later or something like that. No, the um, well, long? the election, of course, is May twenty-second, right? And early voting started April the thirtieth. Right. It's so easy. I encourage people to early vote. I did it with my girls last weekend, 7 a.m. to 7 Mm p.m. There's several precincts open, including the general precinct in Atlanta, election office in Atlanta. And you go in and no crowds. It's pretty easy. They even have a backdrop set up with a person manning it, and they'll take your picture with a sign that says, I voted. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, cool. And then the election, if you miss early voting, and you don't want to push it, you know, some of us push it late, and Mm -hmm. then we can't get to the polls. So it's... But it's May 22nd. If there right. is a runoff, the runoff is July 24th. July 24th. Wow. Told, okay. Yeah, That's two months later, huh? Yeah. And it's in the middle of the summer. I told yeah. both of my girls were born in the summer. I told somebody it'll be like being pregnant in the summer again. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough, that's a tough campaign no matter how you look at it. Cause you're right. There's, well, I know. I was in a runoff before. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. In 2012, 12. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a tough thing because even I know in Peachtree Corners, it empties out. 
July is an empty month. You will find no traffic in the city of Peachtree Corners. It's a very small voting population that comes out for a runoff. So, and a very dedicated population. A very dedicated population. Because you have to be to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, if you are fortunate enough to win, what what do you, what, what are, what's your vision for, because you're not just a judge. It's an administrative role as well, being a Superior Court judge. So what's your vision for the court system here in Gwinnett County? Well, you know, um, one of my best friends, who I also grew up with and went to South Gwinnett, is Melody Snell Connor. And Mm -hmm. she is the chief Superior Court judge. And, yeah, so I've seen, you know, through her, the administrative side of the courts. And first thing I'd do would be sit down with her and people like her to see what needs to be done to move cases through the court. And you and I discussed one of the real uh, rubs for a judge is you want to move your docket through because people get so frustrated having to wait a long time. But everybody deserves their fair day you know, in a fair hearing in mm-hmm. court. So... Um, that's that's something I'll be looking at, and it, it's in a way it's fortunate if there is you know if I get in a runoff and it is July you don't start until January, so you have all right yeah okay. so you have a you, you can be a uh, an intern you know <laughs> for a while I mean you've got to keep the money you got to keep working right keep your sure. own caseload sure. but I think it's a great opportunity to get in there and talk to like Phil Boudouin you know who's with the administrative. Officer of the courts, I had a conversation with him mm-hmm. about e-filing. Right, you mentioned that right. Gwinnett County doesn't do e-filing, which is curious. Every other county surrounding Atlanta does. Yes, I'm assuming, and it's a smaller it's, counties do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and he explained to me that many years ago, Judge Billy Ray tried to implement the system, and it's just very difficult to change the software and take the time to do things differently. And they're looking uh, at it now. They're looking at different softwares and how to implement an e-filing system. It's amazing how if we were a Fortune 500 company, we'd be like, be considered on legacy programs for the last 30 years right. or something. It's a shameful thing. But it's happening. We're getting there. Yeah, I would think, especially after spending, I think they spent $75 million in the court expansion. Oh, okay. Have you uh, seen the plans? No, I haven't. You can go online. There's a YouTube uh, is there like a, a three, three video three D where three Glenn yeah. Stevens, the county manager, walks you around the new uh, expansion? Really? Yeah, that's your kind of yeah, yeah. I'd love to say thing. I didn't realize that. Oh, it's very cool. Now, yeah. how many more courtrooms are there? They must be adding. I don't know the exact number, but yeah. and you, do you well back in the when the courthouse was built back in the seventies, they thought it was a huge white elephant, never never going to be filled up. Well, that's always the case. Yeah. I remember rezonings when we had to. When we would rezone and people would say, why do we have to make, you know, 500 the homes there? Or the four, well, the right. forum was, yeah, uh, people like that. We're cutting down trees. Mm-hmm. The philosophy of not in my neighborhood, NIMBY, mm-hmm. is a philosophy that never dies, has always been the case for years, decades on. No one, they move here and they think with their move, everything should stop. Yeah. All of a sudden, it doesn't work that way. I can understand it. You know, I grew up mm-hmm. here and I've seen... I've You've seen, seen huge changes. Yeah. So change is always tough. You know, it takes an adjustment. Right. And people don't understand change is always coming. Change is always coming. Right. My seventh grade teacher, Elizabeth Williams, one thing you can be sure will never change is that change will always come. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And Gwinnett County at 60% minority, when I moved in 95, that wasn't the case. I think the demographics were mostly white. Not that it matters, but it mm-hmm. does make... The population more diverse. But the melting pot. Uh, and and right, melting just like pot just now. like Brooklyn was uh, for me growing up, it was oh, no so different. You grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. So you know, being in a melting pot was yeah. was where we were. It makes and things interesting. Yeah, it does. It's why my girls came back. Just like I said, yeah. Diver- they find it interesting because diversity. I think diversity. Um, instills creativity mm-hmm. and, it's, and and reinvigorates diver, diversity in thinking mm-hmm. also. Because when you're homogenous, you're all thinking the same thing. Right. You're like a, a little like um, pinging in the same cylinder and, and there's no different opinions. Yeah, it's very exciting yeah. for Gwinnett. Yeah, I think so. I really think so. And I think having a diverse um, cast of uh, uh, candidates is also good okay. because I think that Definitely. reinvigorates everything, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, I've only interviewed, like I said, just to be fair, so then there's five candidates. So there's Jason Park, who I interviewed once before, John Burgess, who's a 
was a sheriff or something? Uh, he was in law that. enforcement. Law now. enforcement. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Setzer, who's Setzer. the young, youngest candidate, I think, if I understand. Maybe they I'm all look them. young to me. <laughs> ah, stop, stop, stop. They all look young to me, too, maybe. Uh, and then, of course, you and then Veronica Cope. I don't know why I had it in that order, but that's the order I had. Um, but, you know, so I don't think there's been a debate, really, because you can't debate issues. But there was a candidate forum you guys were at yes, recently. Yes, there have been a few. Yeah. So that gives you opportunity to be able to meet other candidates. What well, else? and to get to know each other. That's always True. interesting for me. Yeah, because they, if they're in the system, because uh-huh. some of them are prosecutors and right. stuff, they're working in the system anyway. So it's right. it's always good to know who's there. Definitely. Right. So they're not going to disappear. Probably. No. They, they, if they none of them win, if you win, I mean, they're going to be in front of you probably well, at some like, point. I would think. I told you I, I ran into Jason Park when I was walking out of the courthouse. I was in my car and I said, "Jason, <laughs> are you fishing around the the parking lot for votes?" <laughs> he said, "No, I can't find my car." I said, "Well, get in my." car you know we'll drive around so we did and i told him i appreciate his being you know such a gracious and yeah you know not opponent but you know co-candidate and he said the same and it just makes such a difference in a race Uh, you know we're all it's a sacrifice for any of us i would think especially for that type of thing i mean i think people that run for state senate state rep a little different animal. Mm-hmm. You have to have opinions on everything. Mm-hmm. People will disagree with your opinions on mm-hmm. things. Uh, so that's really, that could be a little crazy sometimes, those elections where people are throwing out all sorts of mailers and stuff right. and, and bad things. I, th- I don't think that's the case in this type of race. You're right. And it, sometimes I'm afraid that it may make our race a little boring. You know, people aren't, yes. we don't have as many of the forums. And, and the issue is that we're not allowed to prejudge an issue. In other words, if I gave my opinion on something and then that issue came before me in court, I'd have to recuse myself. So I wouldn't be effective as a judge if I gave my opinion on everything. Right, but being able to talk about the experiences you had right. and what you've done is a good thing. Yes. And the way you would work the the judgeship. I mean, we talk about e-filing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, those are things, those are critical things I don't think anyone would disagree with. I, I think we would all be agree important. on that. Yeah, the you know society. I'm involved in social media and a lot of online content and stuff. So I see an apps. I mean, this city, City of Peachtree Corners, developed their own app. Oh, working. Yeah, this way you could go. You could pay your business license through the app. You can. Um, it's we so talk much about, more efficient. Yeah, we talked about code enforcement and stuff mm-hmm. that might come to you. For example, you can file that stuff through the app. Mm-hmm. Um, to um, you know, someone has like two foot grass, you can. Go go and complain, you know, and someone Can will come you file out. your complaint through the app? Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. more complaints. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. At least you have to put your name to it, so oh, it's not like okay. I, don't, I don't think you you can be anonymous, which which is fine. Mm-hmm. You should know your not your accuser, but you should know who did it. Right. Um, so we've talked we've talked good about most of the most of the um, you know, learned a little bit about your family. Talked about you being a mediator, a trained mediator. Um, so, again, for those that might be popping into this halfway through this, I'm talking to Tracy Mason, who's a candidate for Gwinnett Superior Court judge. Tom um, Davis is seeing because Davis he's retiring. Seat. That's right. There are two seats open. Exactly. Two seats. Uh, unfortunately, this one has five candidates. The other one, I think, only has three. Three. Yes. And it's confusing for folks because I'm Tracy Mason <laughs> in this race, and there's a Tracy Kaysen in the other Superior Court race. Right. So I've had people say, did you misspell some, you know, your name on your... Right, because she spelled different. There's yeah. a Y on hers. Well, and yeah. it's Mason versus Kaysen. Yeah, right, so. yeah. That is... <laughs> Kaysen rhymes with Mason. No, yeah. you can't do it that way. Go for it. So we've... Uh, so what? So where have you been... Where have you been in Gwinnett where you find more, um, I don't know, challenges or where you've... Uh, been able to see more, th- more, um, you know. So when you go to these candidate forums and such, I'm sure there's more people in certain places that ask you about the court system. Maybe, you know, where where are those places in Gwinnett where you find there might be challenges where people are are hoping that you would provide a solution for them and stuff. Well, you know, the question I get most yeah. often is, "What does a superior court judge do?" You know, so yeah, I had that question. Well, and how do I know who to vote for if I don't even know really what a superior court does? And you know, historically, um, there was one court, and well, in addition to the probate court, the probate court 
has always handled, you know, wills and estates mm-hmm. and some gun permitting and that kind of thing. But then one court, and there used to be district judges, they would ride the district. Right, yeah. Back and then when. as we become, <laughs> right, as we become more complicated, right. the state courts split off and they handle, handle um, you don't want to say lesser issues because if it's your issue, it's the biggest issue Yeah, ever. God knows, yes. But not, we handle murders and felonies. Right. They handle misdemeanors. No, that's not, is that magistrate? I forget what this. Magistrate handles. Um, that's a whole different thing. Right? Yeah, small, smaller money matters. I okay. think it's 15000 and less. Okay. Those are appointed or elected? The magistrates are appointed by superior court judges. Oh, okay. And an interesting. Would you have any appointments that you could make then yourself? Uh, they do it as a body. You know, they vote as a body on the magistrates. How many magistrates in Gwinnett? On the full-time magistrates, anyway. Um, Actually, I think on the part-times. There are are a lot of part-time magistrates because, you know, they work the jails. Oh, okay. um, And then I think we're up to about five or six full-time magistrates. And what what they do in Gwinnett County that's different Mm -hmm. than some of the other counties is the magistrates will sit in for the superior court judges. It's kind of, I think of it like really? a, a substitute teacher. They're a substitute judge for the judge. When you, this way you could take a vacation. You're not quite well, there all the time. I think <laughs> because we need more judges. You oh, know, and the okay. caseloads are so heavy in Gwinnett. And it's a very political system, you know, hmm. getting getting another judge. And we're working on it. You know, the state's got a budget and the county's got, right. you know. And so we need more judges. And so a magistrate can act as a superior court judge. By designation. And the complaint I hear from folks about that is, you know, sometimes you don't know who's going to hear your case. You can be in a certain judge's courtroom, but you could get a magistrate. Hmm. So you can always request that the judge hear your case, and they will if you make that request. Will they? Okay. Yes. Otherwise, they become, it's almost like the PA in a doctor's office. Right. The physician assistant. Right. Instead of the doctor. They're good good qualified people, and they have a lot of experience, and I appreciate what they do. But it's a little different than some the way... Some other counties handle it. You were saying before you were starting to say about something interesting, Gwinnett. Uh, was that what you meant? Yeah, with oh, the okay. magistrates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't realize that that was, I knew they were appointed, but I didn't realize the Gwinnett Superior Court mm-hmm. among you judges actually mm-hmm. do that. Right, they'll right. vote on the magistrates and the juvenile court judges. The juvenile court judges. Mm-hmm. There's another set of judges. There. I tell you. I mean, a lot of issues floating around. I, I'm going to say. I mean, there's... We have three that, juvenile court judges. Three. Uh, and those are appointed by the Superior Court Superior as well. Court. Who else do you appoint besides magistrates and juvenile? Recorders Court. Recorders Patty Muse. Okay. Um, and what do they do? They Patty handles a lot of the code compliance issues, but also traffic okay. offenses and okay. ordinance offenses. Wow. Municipal ordinance offenses. It's amazing how that split off, but that makes sense, though, because well, there's so have, much now, you know, and you there's so know. many people. I think you, it's a function of the number of people we have. Yeah. I mean, we're close to what? A, we're getting close to a million. Close to a million. I'm trying to shake every one of their hands, and it's been tough. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you're driving now. Well, can you yeah. imagine walking the streets on this? Oh, my God. <laughs> there are people who go door to door. It's almost impossible in a judge's yeah, race. Yeah, that's, that's tough to do. Because we've got the whole county. Yeah. So, you know, people like you are a real service to people. I'm Because glad. you can get the word out. And I'm glad to be able to do this because especially, I think I only have one state senator, uh, Matt Reeves, uh, was the only other candidate here. And I've had city council people, of course, and I've had um, Scott Hilton, a state Mm -hmm. rep, uh, here before. But I've never had judges until this campaign. Yeah, we're on the last uh, page of the ballot. Yeah, and no one knows. I mean, when I would go in, and as much as I know, I would be like, I don't know who they are. And now that right. I didn't vote, or maybe I, I recognized the name and said, okay, let's, I know that's a nice, that's a good person. And it's unfortunate because, and that's what I've, even before before I'm indulged in shameless self-promotion, you know, I'd, I you like to. You need to do that, though. Educate people on what the judges do because you need an educated voter, and it's such an important position. I mean, you hope you're never in front of one, but if you are, you, know, you want to make <laughs> you, sure it's the right yes, person. You don't want to be nervous of, like, right. what are they going to do to me? <laughs> yeah, and are they a good and fair person, right. even-handed, yes. you know? Yeah. Consider so, it. You know, Jones Webb, who's been practicing 65 years in Gwinnett, my first job in high school was for his firm. Really? And he did a, he did a, an endorsement for me. I've been endorsed by Butch Conway, but Mr. Webb meant a lot to me because I first worked with him, and he huh. he kind of has mentored me. And uh, he said, of my 65 years, the best judges have been fair and considerate. And I really take that seriously because he's a guy who would know. Yeah. You know, and I 
will be, he said, Tracy will be that kind of judge, a judge you can be proud of. And that means a lot to me because he knows me. You know, you know, what's funny. I don't, I've never been before a judge. Uh, thank goodness. Uh, but uh, having known different people in Brooklyn and New York, uh, where it's a little different. Uh, maybe they may be a little harsher, a little bit more rough around the edges sometimes. Uh, I don't find that here. Um, I find, you know, when I've spoken to some of the judges, not informally, mm-hmm. um, everyone's looking along the same lines. We're right. all family. We're all trying to do the right thing. Right. A um, little bit more willing to be patient. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's almost a Southern mm-hmm. culture type maybe. deal. Uh, as opposed to, maybe you know. Not. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Um, but I'm glad that I was able to uh, do this interview with you. Are we done? Um, no, well, I'm we just got, getting started. We got a few more <laughs> minutes actually, and I'm going to ask you to ask for the vote at some point. Oh. So we got a few more minutes. We're almost at the end of the hour, though. So I wanted to see if there's anything that we haven't touched upon that you think we should share. You know, I hate to toot my own horn, and it's unfortunate that judges really? have to be politicians to get in office, and it's not always the case. I think. People need to know if a judge serves out their term and mm-hmm. retires, then there's an election for the open seat. Right. If a judge retires midterm before their term is complete, then the governor appoints oh, really? a judge. Okay. Right. And then when they get to the end of the term, they'll run. But this is a rare opportunity in Gwinnett where you've got three judges three of them. who are retiring and you get okay. to have an, you know, a real impact with your vote on who you put in office as judges. And I, I, I hope that people will take advantage of that. And, you know, everybody out there, I say, if you want to have a voice, vote. Yeah, it's rare, though, that the, you get people that want to complain, and then you find out they didn't vote, and it's like, why right. are you complaining? I really have no patience for that. Yeah. Uh, because some of them think it doesn't, uh, sometimes they think it does make a difference. But it does make a difference. I mean, even if it's just to you. Yeah. You know, to know that you've exercised the privilege right. that comes with, you know, this great nation. Well, buttonhole people and say, listen, you're my neighbor, and I know that you vote normally, but you may not know about this judge right. or this candidate, and this is who I think you should vote for. People right. listen to their people listen to their um, uh, neighbors and mm-hmm. friends. Uh, this is what Facebook, this, <laughs> this was a bit about what Facebook was about mm-hmm. uh, during campaign season. Uh, where they're listening to people that have liked the post or shared mm-hmm. something from a, a candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a way to get to a million people, I find. Yes. So I know you have a Facebook page. I know you've been I out do. There. I can't say that I'm proficient with it. Well, I, you posted decently well on it. I'm I was going okay. through the timeline, and I find it pretty good. Okay. Com- well, compared, coming from you, that means a lot. I mean, compared to other people, <laughs> it's not too bad. Um so social media is one great way to get to people, and especially young. Well, Facebook's good for, for our generation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Instagram, better for younger people. Mm-hmm. But they tend not to vote. I look at my kids who can vote, who've gotten their letters in the mail. In fact, Gwinnett County just sent out a whole big mass mailing asking for poll watchers and poll, oh. poll workers uh, to come. And, so, and also telling me, by the way, what district you need to vote in. And uh, they got it. Here yeah. at home, good, and they're like, "Oh, where do I vote? Where, what's the district?" I'm like, "Come on, you should have done this already the last three years." <laughs> but they're too young, and they sometimes right. don't. Uh, I would take my my children as babies into the polling booth with me. <laughs> I'm serious about you know voting, and so they they went yeah, with me last weekend. That's good. Yeah, that's good. And, they're, and they're, I'm hoping. That, well, then they that's obviously. What I, said. I hope that means I've got at least three votes. <laughs> I'm a little concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> don't don't worry about up the ballot. Just vote yeah. down that ballot. It's okay. Exactly. So, if they if people want to find out about Tracy Mason, where would they go? Electracymason.com, or okay. they can email me at electracymason. No, Tracy. I don't know what my email address is. What is it? That's all right. If they go to tracymason.com, oh, electracymason. It's T R A. C-E-Y, right. Mason.com. They'll find the email They'll there find because I found address. it there. And actually, and if I you, hope people will. Yeah, you know, be an educated voter and, and tell your friends and neighbors. It's mm-hmm. an important race. I, you know, And if you Google Tracy Mason Judge, it'll pop up. Right. Uh, it's up there. Um, it's magic. Yes. Google, Google and Facebook. Google. Yes, Zuckerberg is an amazing guy. <laughs> uh, he needs to chill out that guy <laughs> a little bit. Um, so we have just a couple of more minutes. I'm going to lean back a little bit. I want you to ask for your vote. Tell people 
why they need to vote for you. In a, of course, we had a whole hour. They should know by now. But give them a one-minute or two-minute thing about why they really should vote for you. You know, I would say that I'm running um, on the principles, and my literature speaks to commitment, experience, and integrity. And um, my commitment is really based on a love of the law, uh, a commitment to fairness, and a commitment to Gwinnett County. You know, I come from people who have taught me to make a difference in your community. And because of my experience, I think that this is a way that I can make a difference in Gwinnett County. And um, I do feel like I'm the best candidate. I hate to say that. I'm embarrassed to shamelessly self-promote. But I think it's because of my municipal judge experience. I'm the only one with judicial experience. You know, I feel strongly about the Guardian cases, and it's where, it's really where a judge, Superior Court judge, has the wiggle room to make a difference in people's lives. I mean, every, every decision is important, but I've been making those decisions. I've been making the recommendations in those cases and the special master cases, uh, and it's important. You need somebody with that experience. And, you know, integrity, you're going to have to look at my endorsements. I've been endorsed by Sheriff Butch Conway, you know, Mr. Webb that I love, mm-hmm. you know, some of the city council people. You can see it on my website. I mean, I can only shamelessly self-promote to an extent, <laughs> but I'm very proud of all the endorsements that I've gotten, and they mean a lot to me. And I hope that means that I can get people's votes, and I would appreciate your vote and your support. And I promise that I will do the best job I possibly can, you know, for every single person, one person at a time who comes before me. And by doing that, I think I can make Gwinnett a better community. Tracy, thank you for being coming out and sharing being with this hour with me and talking about yourself and mm-hmm. about the things you'd like to do. So Tracy Mason running for Gwinnett Superior Court Judge. May 22nd is the nonpartisan race date because of the amount of people in the um, in the race. It may go to a runoff, and that runoff means it's July 24th, I think. July 24th, yeah. 4th is the runoff date, if that's the case, which most likely would be. Um, so don't forget. It's early middle, voting already. If right. You want to early right. vote. You could go there now and do it. Uh, weekends are open, I think. At Saturday, point, right? 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Yeah. So go out there. There's no excuse not to vote. I've done enough interviews with at least several candidates for, for this position that people can see and, and go with. So we're going to end this in a moment. I just want to let you know what's going on for the next few shows. So hang in there with me. Sure. Um, so the Ed Hour, which was going to be May 17th, we're going to take a hiatus for one month. And Alan Kaplan and I will come back for that. It's a monthly education hour that we do on the third Thursday of the month. We're going to come back in June. We have some special things that we're planning for the June podcast of that show about education in Gwinnett County, specifically in Peachtree Corners. Great. Um, next, uh, the 24th of May. We're going to have our normal once a month right after the city council meeting of prime lunchtime with Brian Johnson, who's the city manager, who answers tons of questions because they have tons of questions to ask him after the city council meeting. Um, Never diverts, never is afraid to answer, give answers to what's going on, and always has something new to share that's never been there before that I don't know about or that people in the city may not be aware of. So it's it's an excellent hour. Anyone that wants to know what goes on with the City of Peace Street Corners, that's the hour to really be on top. Um, I will also have uh, Steve Riley, who's a Democratic candidate for... Um, District 7 mm-hmm. of uh, Congressional 4. He's running for the Democratic nomination. Again, there's several candidates there. Steve is joining me on the 17th as well. Uh, that's the evening, just like tonight. We're going to be a live Facebook on that too. You guys can uh, listen into why Steve Riley would be your can- Democratic nominee uh, to run for Congress, District 7, uh, and if he wins that. But, of course, I believe that's also several candidates there, and they may end up being a runoff as well. So there's lots of candidates who come out lots. of the woodworks. <laughs> woodworks would uh, work on this. And it's just people are getting excited to, to do this. I mean, the, um, the majesty of the process. Absolutely. Even the school board race uh, in Gwinnett County is uh, going to be almost historic if a minority is elected mm-hmm. for the school board because we've not had a minority in that school board before. So that'll be an interesting race. and So lots of things happening May 22nd. Thank you for uh, being with us. I'm going to close out the podcast, and then we'll close out the Facebook. But the podcast is going first. 
And we're going to close it out with our um, normal end of show. Thanks for listening to Peachtree Corners Live with Rico and Rita. Check out our Facebook page. Download the Spreaker Radio app for Apple, Android, and Windows devices. And subscribe to our weekly newsletter at peachtreecornerslive.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.